0: Alright guys, yes. uh, my name is Bree Solomon, I'm Anna Keller, and I'm Allie Salvemore, uh, This is our presentation titled, Means Matter, Can Firearm Retailers Prevent Suicide in Madison County, Kentucky? Alright, uh, this is just a personal story to start, uh, Candy was someone that I know dearly, she was a mother of two and a survivor of domestic violence. Uh, she fled the state of California with her two daughters when they were really young to um, uh, get away from her abuser and she went to a different state to be supported by family when she got there She was really overwhelmed and um, was working a lot and unfortunately ended up taking her own life um, And was it means a suicide um, uh, We just want to talk about like what suicide survivors need her um, two daughters are still really close to me Um, The grieving process has five parts to it. and For suicide survivors, shock is definitely something that they revisit often, and it's something that takes a long time to move forward from. As we all know, the grieving process is not linear. It has, you know, you skip steps, you revisit things, and it's something that we need to be aware of when we have suicide survivors. We wanna make sure that we identify their support systems, whether or not someone loses a parent, is it just them, are they alone in our house now? Do they have just them to take care of a bunch of children? that's really important for us as professionals to identify. But we also want to make sure that they're receiving some type of behavioral health therapy, behavioral health therapy, along with identifying resources in the community, do they need a resource, like a a support group, or any other resources they may need help with. Um, So suicide prevention is on the Healthy People 30-30 agenda. Twenty thirty. Twenty thirty agenda. Um so they are hoping to reduce uh suicides uh by ten percent by twenty thirty. Uh they are trying to do this through primary prevention by identifying those most at risk and getting them involved, um enrolled into behavioral health therapy as soon as possible. So they're starting to um, do more evaluations of children younger and younger because they're seeing it becoming more popular with younger generations. Um, Kentucky Department of Behavioral Health kind of mirrored the same uh, objective as well, and they are hoping to do some primary prevention throughout Kentucky to help lower rates of suicide. Um, for our intervention, we use the socioeconomic model. Uh, we are hoping to uh, kind of zero in on the community aspect that hopefully trickles down back to the individual to reduce rates of suicide.
1: Okay, so means matter. Um, obviously people die by suicide through different means. Um, over 60% of people use firearms to carry out. Um, over 20% diversification, over 5% drug poisoning, and then it just trickles down into smaller categories um over here you can see that um, a quarter of people um attempt suicide um, within less than five minutes of the impulse Um, about half of people attempt suicide within 20 minutes of the impulse and about 70 percent attempt suicide within the hour of the impulse so that correlates because if we get this firearm away from people within the hour then that lessens their chance of suicide. Um, so here is our target population. This is the 10 leading causes of death by age groups in Kentucky of, in 2020. Um, so the blue boxes are unintentional injury, red boxes are hom- homicide, and the green boxes is suicide. Um, so one that stands out is this 10 to 14 age group. The second leading cause of death is suicide. Um, the 15 to 24 is second leading cause is suicide and 25 to 34 is second leading cause. And the 35 to 44 is the fourth leading cause with 150. Um, so (coughs) what stands out to me is that children don't die as often, but when they do, it's by suicide. But um, sorry, um, adults die more often by suicide. Um, it's just that there's other comorbidities and causes of death as you age. Mm -hmm. Um, And so vulnerability and resilience. So in Kentucky, there is about 17 people per 100,000 people that die by suicide every year. And as you can see, the central Kentucky area is below that state number. We come in at about 15 16 ish. Um, We don't know why is it because we are less vulnerable? Are we more resilient? Statistics, but um, that's what this project is hoping to build on is that success. We just want
2: to keep going. So, we want to get time between suicidal adults and firearms, decrease suicide in our county to 10% of 2018 rates by 2030. You can't take guns in banks or post offices to store in deposit boxes. Friends and family can't always be trusted, and suicide correlates with isolation. Storage units can be too expensive or too easy to access. So we studied the feasibility of firearm retailers offering crisis storage. They know guns and gun owners. And we can build on gun community and public health coalitions in other states and their work. So we did an assessment, not an intervention. We learned where people buy guns, what retailers think about crisis storage, who might take next steps, and how existing projects can help. Evaluatable outcomes are whether we were thorough and what we found. We located all gun shops in the county. We interviewed public health and extension professionals, retailers, enthusiasts and survivors. We found people interested in next steps and we got materials they can use. We only had a few weeks but we were thorough. We learned people buy new guns in Lexington. Pawn shop customers shop around and come by several times a week. Retailers broker person-to-person sales by taking the seller's gun onto their books, doing a 4473 background check on the buyer, and then completing the sale. Retailers expected crisis storage to be similar. They'd take guns onto their books, charge a storage fee, and then do the mandatory background check before returning them. Some retailer concerns, if they held a gun for someone in crisis and the person shot himself when he got it back, could they or their business be liable? Does their insurance cover other people's property? Does crisis storage break red flag laws mandating reporting someone seeking a firearm while obviously in crisis to the authorities? If somebody can't pass a background check, what happens when they can't redeem their guns? The founder of the New Hampshire Gun Shop (coughs) Project told us retailers around the country share these concerns some offer storage only to customers she told us how suicide awareness saves lives even if a place can't offer storage a woman came in a gun shop involved in her project pointed at a pistol said give me that one she wasn't knowledgeable about guns she wasn't interested in learning manager said is a gun really what you want she broke down crying She'd just come home from inpatient psych after telling her therapist she wasn't ready. She wanted to die. He invited her to his office, listened, and offered a referral. So during this study, we examined our biases, the evidence, and the community. We recognized the importance of lethal means assessment and control to nursing. Being present, asking the question, and finding options for crisis storage of highly lethal means so we can have something real to offer for safety in the community. On Alley's cause of death slide, COVID killed five times as many Kentuckians as suicide. In closing, I'll share some of our county's COVID risks and mitigations. So some risks, like everywhere, there's no mandated enhanced ventilation, filtration or air monitoring standard for public buildings. There's no mask mandate. There's no universally free PCR or rapid testing in the county or by mail anymore. There's no mandated paid paid or time off, paid or unpaid time off to isolate, convalesce or care for family members. And then specific to our county, half the population's covered by a patchwork of employer insurance policies. And in our county, they pay on average half per beneficiary, what public insurance pays. There are 5,000 uninsured and 1,900 patients per primary care provider. And you can see the numbers on the disabled, elderly, and people without vehicles. It's probably relevant that there are 12,000 college students in our county, equivalent to all K through 12s. Um, on the good side, half the county is vaccinated, which this is our county, that's mm-hmm. middle of the road for Kentucky. Um, 85, 83% of seniors are vaccinated in the county. The population is young and prosperous relative to Kentucky as a whole. Less than 400 people in the county reported to the census that they spoke English poorly or not at all. And Kentucky expanded Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act. So thank you guys, Um, any questions?